You know, uh, Steve Miller uh, got in trouble lately, the singer. Uh, why? Because he was a joker and a smoker and a midnight <laughs> toker. Oh, no. <laughs> A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, X-Men Apocalypse is upon us. Mm-hmm. The comics industry shakes it up a little bit. Yep, and hopefully you'll explain it to me. <laughs> I, I do hope to explain it. Spider-Man is getting an ultimate animated movie. Mm-hmm. And more. And more. And um, the more is, is a little lighter this week. I feel like uh, with this holiday weekend, things have been toned down, I guess, announcement-wise. Yeah, uh, I, I guess holiday weekend, I mean... Um, I guess June, July are really the convention seasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's when mine start booking up. I expect I expect July to be the biggest month, and possibly since we had the wedding, like all the big news will come out the weekend of my wedding when we're <laughs> hanging out. So we'll have to do a, an emergency podcast yeah. on the emergency. fly. <laughs> In case of emergency, break glass, and they're just like microphones back there for the emergency podcast. That's right. Well, I imagine we'll just whip out our phone and like in the middle of like right before you know I go down the aisle and we'll be <laughs> recording the show as we walk down there. But like, all right, we get we hold on, we're gonna be back, right back and yeah. Sorry, babe, I gotta I gotta throw down a couple sentences <laughs> about this new photo that was just released. You know how important this is to me. <laughs> Everyone, wait a minute. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this thing here. So. Um, yeah, but, so but but today was kind of a hectic to schedule. Usually our Sundays are like super chill, which is why we organize the podcast around there. But we our our weekends are pretty busy. I mean, usually when it comes to like an extra long weekend, like Memorial Day weekend, uh, there's things going on. So we had to shimmy and shake some things, but we were able to get yeah. at least the news session recorded today. Yeah, yeah. So we're recording Sunday night, and um, normally we do our spoiler cast on Saturdays, but um, you were out in the wilderness, and yes. I was on a. Uh, I guess a, a track, a racetrack. So mm-hmm. um, the, the, definitely opposite ends of the spectrum, um, but definitely um, a lot of outdoorsness for us who are no, <laughs> people who are normally indoor. Uh, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so, so what? So what were you doing this weekend? So what, I what? I attended the uh, 100th running of the Indianapolis 500 race, mm-hmm. and um, if, if for people who don't know, they drive fast a little bit and then they turn <laughs> left. Um, so. It was really interesting. I, I, I grew up, my, my parents liked NASCAR growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much now, but like, you know, when it was big and like when they had video games for it and all that fun stuff. But IndyCars, I never really got into. And I had no, everyone's like, oh, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting? I'm like, I have no idea. So um, <laughs> one of the guys, his jersey or his outfit is his monster Steak and Shake. So it looks like a Steak and Shake uniform. I'm like, that guy. <laughs> That guy root for Steak and Shake. Yeah, despite the fact I hate Steak and Shake, I will root for this guy because his suit looks cool. Then I started looking, and there's a car sponsored by the video game Doom. Oh wow! And I'm like Doom car. I'm voting <laughs> for the Doom car. Uh, yeah, like like you literally you have to have a car in the race uh, because I went to a couple like NASCAR races when I when I was younger, um, and. The fanfare around racing is fun. You know, the hours up until the race starts, you know, all that, the the hoopla, as you would say. And the first 10 laps are very exciting, and the last 10 laps are very exciting. But I could literally do absolutely anything else (laughs) during the majority of the race because I think it's so boring. So it's like any other sport, Um, (laughs) especially basketball. Basketball is not good until the last few minutes, to me at least, because, you know, that's where you know it gets really intense. And what was really sad um, is that I was like, okay, we're in turn three. There's gonna be lots of wrecks. You get to see wrecks. Nobody wrecked in turn three, and then like the first wreck didn't happen until like the fiftieth lap. I'm like, well, okay. I had to lower my expectations a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then people like really like overweight dudes started taking their shirts off, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> What have I got welcome, myself into? <laughs> welcome to Indianapolis. Yeah. Welcome to car racing. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, the guy who won the race, actually, uh, he's a rookie. First time running. Only one because he didn't stop for gas, and he ran on fumes crossing the finish line. <laughs> oh, I like that tenacity. 
Yeah, so that was that was really intense because the other two guys, like famous people, were gonna catch him if he did not like had he not had like enough momentum going into the final straightaway, he'd have just been done. So um, it was really cool. However, on the flip side, you were out in the wilderness. Yeah, my uh, my wife is a big camper. She loves camping, and uh, she loves a uh, she loves all the all the items associated with it. She loves packing up all the stuff. She's like a, a Tetris packing master, so she likes packing the cars with all of our gear, and uh, so she has a really good time. And I basically just show up for I guess moral support. Mm. I'm I'm like I'm a like I, I told her this weekend I'm an inside cat, so uh, I like to stay in I like to stay indoors. Uh, she's like an outside cat, so uh, we 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 compromised. We had some fun, uh, uh, but uh, we yeah we were camping up in um, in Big Bear, which is a, a mountain uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And uh, most Memorial Days we are camping, and uh, it, it it's usually it's kind of a bummer because usually during the day the weather's like really really nice. You know we get sunshine, there wasn't any wind. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect temperature to go hiking around. But at night it just gets like it just gets too cold. It's just like you can't you can't like go overboard and like uh, get all this crazy camping gear for like you're camping and like. I don't know, like on Everest or anything. So, uh, so it was a little cold at nights, but but we made it through. Um, but we played this really ridiculous game where um, my wife bought these this pack of like cheek retractors. Do you know what those are? Uh, um. I, I actually I know this because I saw pictures of your wife on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're, so like they're like the, dentist things, aren't they? Yeah, they're things like the dentist will put in your mouth to open up your mouth so you don't have to leave it open so they can like work on it. And um, so what you do is um, you ahead of time you write down just like kind of random nonsensical phrases on paper and then you fold them up and then um, when it's a per- and then you get in a group and uh, one person puts in the cheek retractors and then the other per- and the, that person has to read the phrase and everybody else has to guess what they're saying so um uh so it just sounds really ridiculous you're hacking you're hacking like this and you can't you can't put your ass together so it's it was really hilarious so that was a really fun game so it it it, it, it's it'll be the light life of the party so if you ever get a chance to uh to uh come across a sale on cheek retractors and you're like what can i use these for you can use them for that game yeah man that sounds like uh an interesting camping night not the the standard hike forever, sit down, cook some marshmallows, and tell ghost stories. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could you, would you have told a ghost story with the cheek retractors? How scary would that oh, have been? It wouldn't be scary at all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh. but, uh, yeah, so it was a busy weekend, but, uh, like, in all good marriages, you have to compromise. So she uh-huh. got to go, we got to go camping. Then as soon as we got back, I prepared and I got our tickets for X-Men Apocalypse because we didn't get a chance to see it until just today. Okay, all right, so you've seen X-Men Apocalypse, however, we're not doing the review today. Spoiler cast is tomorrow, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Are you segueing into X-Men Apocalypse, Mike? Yeah, man, I was trying to segue you. Oh, my gosh, so you did it so well, and I didn't even catch it, because, again, (laughs) we've both been up since 5 p.m. respectively on each of our times. Um, (laughs) So, again, this is um, one of those rare shows where it might be a little more uninhibited, because most of the news doesn't matter. But X-Men Apocalypse came out. I saw it Thursday night, which feels like forever ago now. I feel like I need to see it again because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, which I might actually do that tomorrow during the day. Like, go ahead and put matinee of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that might be a little bit of indication of where I feel on this. Um, so we haven't talked about how we think about the movie at all. At mm-hmm. all. Uh, I actually left my phone in the car during the Indy 500. I, had my, <laughs> I didn't have my phone on me. I got back. Guess how many text messages I had? How many? Two. <laughs> Guess who they're from? Me. <laughs> Both of them are from you. So uh, that's how m- much people uh, care about me while I'm gone. Uh, so, um, but um, I, I'm just gonna lay it out there. I feel the movie lands squarely in the middle of all the other X-Men franchise films. Okay, so like it, you're ranking like all of the X-Men that have ever existed. All nine of you... them, and this is five. Uh, okay, yeah. Like so, to me, it didn't offend me. I don't think it really. Um, it's not a bad movie. I didn't. It wasn't X Men Three bad, like I thought it was gonna be, uh-huh. and and not near Origins. It was competent. Apocalypse wasn't horrible. He didn't look like Ivan Ooze, like we all joked about several months ago. Um, and there were some really awesome standout scenes. However, I don't think it did enough to push the franchise forward. I feel yeah. like they they played it safe, and and um, I, for that I'm like, well, I mean, we don't know what the next steps are. 
but you guys played it really safe. I think you played it close to the chest, and you should have maybe branched out a little more. Yeah, I, I think that's really safe to say. I mean, I I got out of the movie literally like just an hour or two ago, and uh, yeah, it was just it was very mediocre in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Days of Future Past was a different type of experience where we were we were coming back to the franchise after kind of a kind of a a lull and it was a really nice breath of fresh air i went into both movies um apocalypse and days of future pass with a very low expectations and uh it worked out well with uh with the last one not so well with this one um there's a there's a lot of characters in this movie that basically don't get much service i felt like Mm -hmm. you know uh you we just saw a really really great movie that was that managed to uh, highlight characters very very well civil war this movie some characters basically just didn't even need to be in the movie in my opinion uh and then they just kind of like no let's go ahead and just push that one in there just raise the count a little bit so we can get closer to civil war numbers uh but yeah it was just it was just very average um like like you said, it, you, it, I it's, I think it's a great way to say it. it doesn't really push the franchise forward anymore. Like I definitely wouldn't say I'm super excited for the next one. I mean, I know I'm excited for the next Fox franchise movies because we're getting Deadpool two, mm-hmm. we're getting the next Wolverine movie. But like I I I honestly like the next X Men movie. Like I I really don't care anymore. Like I'm really starting to feel the fatigue with this specific franchise. We've seen so many different iterations of these characters now. We've seen we've seen these stories told so many different ways, and now they're going back and they have to redo some of the stories since they kind of recanted it with like the time travel. So like, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of worn down with the X Men. So, yeah. So this is our third version of Cyclops we've seen, by the way. Just to point that out there. Um, because he was in the original movies, he was also in Origins and this mm-hmm. one. So, um, we like you said, we've seen a lot of iterations of these characters, and it's like okay. I, to, my, to my point of view, is that uh, Brian Singer or, or Simon Kimberg, whoever is doing, who's making the big calls on these uh, this X Men group films, they hate the classic mutants and they mm-hmm. like their big act, their big stars. Um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender get great, great scenes in this movie. No, hands down, they were awesome in it. Uh, uh, like Mike says, Jennifer Lawrence is in there a lot, and um, she's blue very little. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 they're selling Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. Um, so, it, it, but then like some of the classic ones kind of get tossed under the rug. Something we talked about in a previous spoiler cast or not spoiler cast podcast that I don't think is a spoiler is, is we saw Blob mm-hmm. in this movie and. Okay, well now Blob is essentially taken out. Will he ever come back? Like, why did they go through the the point of showing Blob, but like not use him since he's such an integral part of you know the the villain X Men overall? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot going on. A lot of people got pushed under the rug, and some of them got really cool um, scenes. Again, just to to tease you, Quicksilver steals the show several times yes again like it like that's one thing i said when i left the movie and i was just like like well some of the best scenes in this movie very similar to the last one um i was just thinking like man what if we just take brian singer off the x-men and maybe just have him directing like a flash movie or something like that because like he's (laughs) he's doing really well with that quicksilver guy so if you haven't seen the movie yet you're definitely going to look forward to a to a quicksilver scene that's amazing so uh, a couple yeah. of I mean honestly he he gets a couple standout scenes so yeah so don't, yeah I think the one is one and done and you can just leave so mm-hmm. yeah but we'll def we'll definitely have way more to talk about uh, we're trying to keep it a spoiler free and yeah. very surface level right now but uh, we'll record that that spoiler cast for you guys and that'll pop up right in your feed if you're subscribed so, to us so did you have a better theater going experience for X Men Apocalypse than you did for the first time you went to Civil War. Uh, yeah, it actually, it, it was better. I was really surprised because, uh, when I was looking for tickets today, I was specifically looking for, um, convenient times, not necessarily what I would preferred. Uh, so we saw it in 3d this time around just because the time was more convenient and, uh, and the, uh, there were better seats. I was surprised on a Sunday showing like the normal 2d showing was like totally almost sold out. And I was like, wow, I, I wasn't expecting so many people to be going so hard on Sunday with X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the theater going experience was better this time. So the, the, that is nothing to blame with my mediocre, mediocre experience. I even had some like popcorn and some like nice, uh, can of diet Coke. So things, things were all well on that front. Well, that's, that's cool. Um, I had an interesting experience. Um, I, so I bought my tickets Monday afternoon. Um, be, and the only theater that had them actually had a 6 o'clock showing for reserve seats. I, I mm. only do reserve seating now. I won't 
I'm not going to risk sitting in the front uh, like you had yeah. to do on your second silver. Yeah, I don't want to roll the dice there. Um, and so I think only five tickets have been sold by Monday afternoon. And I was <laughs> like, uh-oh. Um, so I get there, and there's actually um, two seats open to my left the whole movie. So I was that was really cool. Nice. But beside me was a 10- or 11-year-old kid. Oh. Uh, uh, he, he didn't ruin the movie. I had a good time with the movie, but like... For like the thirty minutes before the movie, you're uh, just like in like this agony, like no, what is this kid gonna do to me? Well, he he talked to me the whole time. He, I was oh, his no. best friend by the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I was trying like to play him off a little bit, but I mean it was it was all right. So um, I did help him stay through the end credits. <laughs> a lot of people left, but stay through the end credits. X Men don't normally have post credit scenes, but they have for the past. I guess this is the third movie in a row that they have, so stay and you'll you'll be rewarded. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to point that out. That was, that was a really uh, – I made a friend there. So I got you a little 10-year-old <laughs> friend. Um, my theater also gave out um, free lanyards that came with little pins of uh, some of the characters. Sweet. Uh, um, so uh, instead of getting one, you're like they forgot to give them out when we all got there. So they you just – I took all four. They had four different <laughs> – I took all four. Nice. And they were like, all right, that's cool. So um, that was really cool. Just kind of give you guys a box office update right now as of uh, Saturday night. The estimated uh, total for four days is $78 million, which is kind of low. Uh-huh. Um, seeing as uh, Civil War made $170 million, um, <laughs> its first weekend. So uh, kind of see how that plays out. I don't think that affects it. I'm going to go see it again, uh, to be honest. I just need to refresh my mind on it, I think, before uh-huh. we do a spoiler cast. But um, it's not in the scoff at, but I think it's sad when your biggest X-Men movie is Deadpool. Like that is that is, I think Deadpool is gonna gonna hold the title as the biggest X Men movie until Deadpool two. Yeah, so, I mean uh, Deadpool is still 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 the top, so good. Um, but yeah, I mean we're not getting yeah. only stinkers out of Fox Studio now, and that's I think that's all we can hope for. <laughs> it's true, it's not Fantastic <laughs> Four, and that's that's. Um, also, Brian Singer confirmed there's no alternate cut of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's some stuff that was cut, and we're gonna talk about that in the spoiler cast tomorrow. But there will be no rogue cut or whatever they decide to call this one gotcha um, this time around so we don't have to buy the movie twice so uh like days of future past because I, I own both copies i admit it i i have them both on my shelf so <laughs> i'm a glutton for pain and punishment so all right well and other news fox made some other announcements this week okay uh, they what's moved, going down they moved their unannounced marvel film dates around mm-hmm. so in 2018 they moved two movies they moved a January 12th, 2018 to a March 2nd, 2018. Okay, so that makes me think whatever that date is, they ha- they are more confident in that movie because January is usually not a good time to drop a movie. It's hard to say because um, February is Black Panther month um, mm-hmm. and no one's going to come near Marvel, Black Panther. Um, but I think there's an April um, DC movie uh, that that year and i think it's gonna i, I want to say is aquaman uh-huh. um, but um I'm, I'm actually gonna pull pull this list up here just to confirm it because i these are un, unannounced films and this is 2018 which would be two years from you know essentially this year i'm thinking it's gonna be deadpool 2 maybe yeah i mean it's possible uh january would be um January is just a strange date for movies in general. I mean, February is kind of be, being rewritten. You know, uh, the Valentine's Day weekend is, was stolen by Deadpool this year, so that's kind of a whole new ball game. I don't imagine that they want to do that with January. I guess so. March is a March is a safe month. Yeah, yeah. So twenty eighteen, um, um, it falls. This unannounced movie falls in between Black Panther and then the Flash is actually March sixteenth, um, mm-hmm. not April, like I, I estimated. So, um. It gives it a little more breathing room from Black Panther, but I mean they're pushing up on on the Flash here. Do you think um, they think DC kind of may not have a dog in that fight? I don't know. I think this is just uh, this is just an inevitability. I mean the, the it's like a it's like a weekend date war. I'm almost kind of waiting for the moment where um, two two superhero movies go head to head on the same weekend. I mean, uh, we I almost had it with Batman and Civil War. Yeah, I know. Like, I think it'll be really crazy once that happens. I wonder what those two movies are going to end up being, but it's going to happen eventually. I mean, these studios are doubling, tripling, quadrupling down, like on these uh, yearly releases. So, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, if it's two years, a basic two-year movie production cycle, I I feel confident it's Deadpool two. 
uh, for that one. Um, but we'll find out more later. Uh, next up, there was one, um, another unannounced Marvel movie that year. It was in uh, July 13th, has now been moved to June 29th. has been moved forward. Uh, yeah, two weeks. A, little, a little less exciting, but I, that's, I would say, also a, a good sign. I would think um, June... Uh, is probably going to be stronger than July because I think usually after the July Fourth weekend, uh, I wouldn't say the summer movie season is over, but usually the cream of the crop is July Fourth and earlier. Yeah. So, um, funny story about this. One. This one, um, kind of unknown. I'm gonna guess another the next X Men franchise film. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, um, because it's now a week, one week before Ant Man and the Wasp, um, but it has moved farther away from Aquaman. Hmm. Um, I don't see Aquaman as a threat, but I see Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp as a threat. Yeah, definitely. That's me. Again, they can move this around some more times. Maybe this one, maybe put some, like, get some production schedules going. Like, mm-hmm. this is when we're going to have a movie out. Let's go with it. I feel, again, really confident that it's going to be um, Deadpool 2 and then the next X-Men movie. Um, because, again, these are two years out, and these are usually two-year movie cycles. Mm-hmm. So. Well, all I can say is, studios, you definitely can't evade our eyes. If you shift a date, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> That's right. And then we're going to update our movie release schedule on SuperHeroSlate.com. <laughs> yeah. Which has not been updated as of this recording, but it will be very soon, since we're yeah, now we're, both home inside. We're, we're only human. Yeah. We're inside cats now, okay? We're going yeah. to get this done. Uh, speaking of Fox films, one of my, one of my, I think one of my favorite Fox films has actually been Kingsman. And we've uh-huh. talked about this before. Kingsman 2 is coming out called The Golden Circle. Great casting announcement here. Jeff Bridges has joined Kingsman oh, 2. Yeah, man. This this movie's getting loaded up. I'm really excited. I mean, Elton John, Jeff Bridges, uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, huh? This is going to be going to be It's also got Julianne Moore and Halle Berry. Oh, yeah, Berry. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is going to be exciting. This is going to be a weird type of movie because we know it's really not based on anything. They're just kind of running off the franchise that they've kind of, I guess, launched. But yeah, I rewatched uh, Kingsman a couple weeks ago, and I really liked it. You know, uh, just watching it at home on the couch. So I, Kingsman: I th- The Golden Circle. I think it was on uh, at our place on Friday night. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, looking forward to it. What's funny is Julianne Moore and Jeff Bridges were both in uh, The Big Lebowski. So mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see anything like that. But I mean, you never know. Um, I really like The Big Lebowski. I don't know how you feel about it. No, it's a good movie. It's a good flick, yo. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'm really excited for Kingsman too. Again, that kicked off our uh, R-rated comic book movies again, and mm-hmm. just knocked it out of the park. Uh, definitely yeah. a sleeper hit from last year. Yeah, we superhero slate definitely gives credit to where credit is due when it comes to the relaunch of the, these rated R movies. You know, obviously Blade. You know, whatever uh-huh. was the first, uh, but Kingsman. Kingsman really, really, really uh, hit it home for us, and then Deadpool came in and just like cracked a bunch of home runs off into the outfield <laughs> yeah that's that's two that's two in a row for fox and i'm really hoping wolverine three next year is that you know triple hitter that we need mm-hmm. so uh re- really excited to see more on kingsman the golden circle it releases next year and um we'll keep you posted on that i'm really really excited i mean like mm-hmm. you can i keep saying that i'm really excited <laughs> oh man um and another uh little bit of news i'm Talking about Avengers now. Um, uh-huh. The first Avengers was uh, written and directed by Joss Whedon, and so was the I guess Age of Ultron. But he um, has said he would return to do the Avengers if he could do an all female version of the Avengers. Hmm. I, I would almost like to to know more about the context of how he said that because that almost kind of sounds like a, a just like oh I don't really want to make any more uh, Avengers movies, but like if I kind of if I kind of got to do whatever I wanted, like yeah, I guess I'd come in and make another one. Do you do you think this would even ever be possible? Uh, yeah. So right now in the comics, in the past uh, year year and a half, a, a series is launched called A Force. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially Avengers made purely of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so like uh, She Hulk is the leader, Medusa, Captain Marvel, Spider Woman, uh, Black Widow, uh, Spider Gwen, the Wasp, Rogue, uh, the Phoenix. Actually, characters mm-hmm. we know we wouldn't see in the movies, but there is that's a huge selling point right now in the comics. A Force is a huge hit, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they're on their second volume now. So it's really, really cool to um, hear that other people are paying attention to, at least to the comics. Um, so uh, the interview, it was, uh, with the rap and that Whedon was asked if you'd go back to work specifically on, um, a female led Avengers group. So I guess he did say that, that the, I guess the question was loaded to, would you do a female led Avengers movie? Oh, gotcha. I mean, 
would it be possible in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I just think there would be a lot. There's a lot of groundwork to cover because basically all we have right now is uh, what Black Widow, uh, Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be getting Captain Marvel soon. The so Wasp. it's just like. Yeah, the wasp. So it's just like we we need a we need to get a couple more like uh, uh, kick ass women just in the universe to begin with before you can really assemble them into a team. But man, I'd love to see man. I want to see Joss Whedon like come back and just being able to do what he wants and not have to like do this whole service to the franchise because we all know that's the reason why <laughs> Ultron didn't pan out as well as we would like it to. So I think yeah. I, I would actually put him on a Netflix series. Um, oh, that'd be cool. That, yeah, movie. I like, I like that. I think, I think giving 13 episodes to tell his story, maybe he, maybe he does the defenders. Ooh. Um, well, no, the, the defenders are the showrunners from daredevil season two. That's true. Uh, maybe, maybe he helps write him though. I mean, yeah. a, maybe give him, give him like moon Knight or something. Just give him a character, tell him to come back in a year <laughs> with 13 episodes. Uh, maybe give him a, an electro series or something like or something supernatural ish. Like Ghost, he he did so well, with Buffy. Maybe Ghost Rider or Blade, or maybe Miss Marvel or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, um, but uh, definitely. I mean, A Force is, is is really cool. Um, I do like a lot of those characters. And yeah, you're right. For a movie to happen, we need a lot of groundwork. But maybe the Black Widow solo movie is kind of a, a girl's a girl action film. Mm-hmm. Um, where the, she comes and, and brings in all these other female characters we've seen and, and maybe a new one or two and says, all right, we're going to go take these guys on. Agent Carter was another female superhero. I count her as a mm-hmm. superhero. Yeah, but I don't think she's going to be uh, joining this uh, she, joining yeah. this crew. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she, she had a bad month, guys. Maybe, maybe, she'll, you know, maybe she'll get her own um, uh, life model decoy, bring her back into hmm. the universe. <laughs> I, would, I would like to see one more one shot with her and just send her off on her way. So <sighs> that'd be awesome. It'd be the best way to do it. And one shots are awesome. I'm so, I, I'm I, I hate to, to branch off, but the one shots like I was looking at some of the other ones, the older ones the other day, and like they only got better. And I'm like, why did they stop? Like these were so cool. <laughs> well, I think that I think what happened is they got so good they're just like let's stop doing these and just make them TV shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so All that's right. the problem. They got so good they just transformed into TV shows. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Well. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um, something we didn't talk about last week that you actually brought up to me was Spider-Man and how the Kingpin could be in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, the Kingpin from uh, Daredevil. Yes, and however, um, it was clarified later this week that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was only wishing he could be the Kingpin in Spider-Man, not that he would be in, in Spider-Man. He was just talking mm. like what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes me wonder even at how well that would have worked out. I think he's an, a, an amazing actor and he played an amazing kingpin. But I think the kingpin uh, villainy works better with like a street level hero like Daredevil because Daredevil doesn't necessarily have like superhuman powers. You know, he has like his abilities, and I think that meshes well with a big, tough, strong guy like Kingpin. But like in my mind, Spider Man could mop the floor with the kingpin in this in this version that we have him because he's he's basically just human you know we saw we saw spider-man in civil war like lifting up like a, a semi-trailer or whatever he was lifting up in the airport scene so i mean if he can do that i'm pretty sure he could dispense with uh this version of the kingpin pretty well yeah i, I agree but maybe maybe at, before he got his powers he was dealing with living in a kingpin controlled area yeah um, maybe um I, I could see him be name-dropped rather than um, showing up. Yeah. Uh, uh, because, you know, again, it, the, the guy's uncle died several months ago before he showed up in Civil War. Him and his aunt looked like he just moved into a new apartment. So mm-hmm. maybe they were in a bad part of town and, and, and got, yeah, maybe. got that. Because, I mean, Daredevil was all about people living in bad apartments, I guess, and <laughs> yeah. getting evicted. So I could see that working. Like I don't think it'll happen, but... If they wanted to, a name drop wouldn't hurt anybody. You know, mm-hmm. They could say, hey, the Kingpin. And they're like, oh, we know that show. They're built the world building. <laughs> they're not ignoring each other. We're familiar with Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, we, we, we've been there. We saw it. And uh, it's really not too bad. So in- Intimately with three seasons yeah, of shows. <laughs> that's right. And, and another one on the way this year. So, uh, yeah, so that's homecoming news. Nothing big. Uh, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Mike, but um, it was it's a good right. it was a good the scoop. M- the more I think about it, the, the less I'm interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, let's switch gears to the other Spider-Man movie coming out. Mm-hmm. What other Spider-Man movie, yeah. you ask? The Spider-Man <laughs> animated film being produced by Sony that no one really asked for that comes out, I think, 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on. The, the, the rumor is 
that Miles Morales will be the focus of this film, uh, the, the star of the animated Spider-Man film. I mean, I guess that's one way to drum up a little bit of excitement because I think we're still kind of really kind of confused on what Sony's trying to do here. Um, just because it, it just seems like something I, I could imagine that maybe Marvel Studios uh, doesn't want them to do. But Sony's just like, fuck you, we want the money. Because it's just like, do they really want these uh, feature animated movies out there just kind of gumming up the works of their franchise that they're trying to uh, keep as streamlined as as they can i mean these movies now that come out have so much lore behind them you gotta do a lot of groundwork before you go to the movie start throwing in an animated movie in there it gets really confusing people are just like oh wait do i need to go see this animated version of spider-man before i go see homecoming this is kind of confusing (laughs) uh but I, i mean miles morales makes me a little bit more excited but i'd much rather have miles morales maybe pop up um maybe in the in the in after the trilogy of our um of our Tom Holland Spider-Man or something like that. And basically this will be a, he'll be our Spider-Man 2.0, maybe in like phase five or something. So I, so I'm a big ultimate Marvel fans and that's where Miles Morales comes from. I don't think he's movie material yet. I think, I think he's only been around maybe five years. I think he needs another five to 10 to really flesh out stories. (laughs) Well, by the time phase five comes around, that'll probably be that long. (laughs) I I, I totally agree. Um, So I don't want to think about him just yet. So what, I, I, I'm going to dismiss this rumor on two grounds. Okay. First off, any Spider-Man made after 2001 would be owned by Marvel and not Sony. So they would not be able to do it unless they struck a deal, mm-hmm. part of this movie thing, to do it. So I don't think they had the Miles rights. Oh, th- that makes That totally makes sense, yeah. Because, again, Marvel can create these new characters. And they can create new X-Men, but just because they're X-Men now doesn't mean that Fox can go back and use them either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the rights ex- cover an exclusive range of characters. Um, the second thing is, I think this is going to take a Lego Batman approach to Spider-Man. Okay. Um, so Lego Batman is coming up, and it looks nothing like the other Batman movies. It pokes fun at the Batman movies. Um, and I think that this may be one of those things where it, it can break the third wall or fourth wall a little bit, third wall, uh, whatever, fourth wall a little bit. It can have fun. It can poke at Spider-Man tropes and be fun and lighthearted and not be taken seriously and be like, oh, okay, this is not part of the canon. This is actually someone just having fun with Spider-Man rather than trying to make him serious and, and, and silly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it just comes back around to the idea of just the animated movie in general. Like, it just seems like such a weird, like one-off type thing mm-hmm. which um which just seems totally out of place for for movie studios now they want franchises like they don't want to green light anything unless they can get like a trilogy out of it so i'm just like where does this fit in like are we going to get this weird like trilogy of spider-man animated movies um i don't know I, like obviously it's sony and sony has their own agenda but i was always excited for the idea of an animated universe maybe around like big hero six or something like that where we bring these these ideas that would never really work in live action but spider-man is just this whole other thing that's just kind of out there now what would be really crazy and this totally relies on cooperation that i don't think we'll ever get but if somehow there there was a miles morales uh, um, Sony animated movie and Marvel said okay this is what you can do you can have Miles but guess what you're going to have to loop him into the big Hero 6 universe somehow that would be crazy that would really make me uh, flip out but I don't I, I think that is so far fetched yeah see I don't see I think this is one of those things where um, again the producer A.V. Arid who Kevin Feige hates with a passion he's the guy who ruined all the Spider-Man movies pretty much mm-hmm. um, I think they were like okay we're going to give Spider-Man to Marvel and we're going to give you this animated project that you can play with. Just don't mess with us. Like just go go run around and do whatever. Just Wait, so is this like what happens when like you don't want to play video games with your little brother so you hand him the the unplugged controller? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you let him run around with his little animated film and, and be silly and do the stupid things that you think are cool, but we don't want to give you a budget for. So have them animated so it's all the same cost. Um, kind of deal. I don't think they want a trilogy out of it. I don't think it's a franchise. They already have a Spider-Man franchise. Look how popular he was in Civil War. Like <laughs> that guy is come. Like Spider-Man now is going to take off like nothing else. They have their Spider-Man money, so let them let them play with it. Like I said, Lego. I think a Lego Batman. That's how I'm looking at this. That it's going to be nothing confusing. People are going to know it's a fun parody, disrelated thing where people are just like, oh, Spider-Man's Marvel's, I guess, flagship character. I don't know if he is anymore, but like. 
maybe they think he still is. All some, right. Somebody's behind the times. Let's be all honest. right, all right, all right, all right. I, so, I don't know. This is just so weird. I still don't think this movie is going to get made. I think the last time we talked about this, I was just like, this movie is just going to get knocked off the list, it, and we're going to be talking about this in a couple months. <laughs> it, it got pushed back last time we talked about it. So yeah. uh, that, that's, that's, that's fun. But again, it is Phil Lord, Chris Miller, so maybe we'll see what they can do with it. Rumor. Fun stuff. Let's go back into some older Marvel Universe stuff. Thor. Ooh, all right. Going back in time. Man, that's a deep cut. Yeah, Thor 1, 2011. Okay, Chris Hemsworth coming out of nowhere. He was in Star Trek for like a minute, and now, <laughs> now he's the god of thunder. Fun fact, Mel Gibson was offered the, the role of Odin before Anthony Hopkins. Well, that would have been weird. I mean, Mel Gibson is like, he's a good actor, but man, that dude's just crazy. <laughs> well, I think, I think I would like to see him just do it, like... I don't want to see him like be in the universe, but like go back, Mel Gibson, and and, and do your Odin on these scenes, and we'll just like, <laughs> shop you a little bit because I think he, I don't know if he has that quiet intensity that Anthony Hopkins has mm-hmm. because he's kind of I guess he's got too much outward energy. Um, yeah, I guess in my thoughts, but I, I could be wrong. I'm thinking Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson here, and that's definitely not the Mel Gibson I should be <laughs> trying to put in my Thor movies. But I get uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attach a little bit onto this uh, Mel Gibson uh, nonsense. Um, just very very uh, uh, I don't uh, tangentially I guess uh, they're 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 remaking um, a Lethal Weapon as a TV series, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the most the the worst idea I ever heard. But then I actually watched like the upfront trailer for it, and it looks like halfway decent actually. So I guess uh, heads up out there when uh, fall I think it maybe it's fall or maybe it's spring next year when that show rolls around. Maybe maybe don't laugh at it so much. The trailer <laughs> makes it look halfway interesting. So I mean I guess Mel Gibson left a little bit of a legacy behind with that. Yeah, I, I did hear about it. And the MacGyver trailer uh, starring Havoc from the X Men. Uh, I, I, I actually haven't seen that, but so, yeah, there's. So, Lethal, well, the the point TV. is, the Lethal Weapon trailer is better than the MacGyver one, sadly. So, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, it's just some fun facts about Mel Gibson, Odin. I I can't imagine in my head like it's just so weird, so different. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, now we're gonna kick up some Star Wars stuff. You like Star Wars? Ooh. I like. Star oh Wars. man! Oh, I the one thing that was really cool about seeing um, uh, X Men Apocalypse in 3D, I got to see the uh, Rogue One trailer in 3D, which was kind of cool. I was able to see that other dimension, but man, that trailer is fucking awesome. Still, I still love that trailer. So, um, did you see in our notes here the new Star Wars Celebration poster? Yeah, this thing's sick. So, this thing's um, so cool. Uh, so it looks like it takes a bunch of uh, different things here, different, uh, I guess, Force Awakens and Rogue One, uh, mm-hmm. and, and mixes them together into that kind of iconic, like, um, it's not a peace symbol, but it's like a three lines coming together in the middle, like the original like New Hope poster. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of looking at it, whoever drew this did some really good stuff. And we see one of these new things here called a, a Beach Trooper. Uh, down here in the the front, who pilots those big? They're they're not ATATs, they're ATACTs on this one. Okay, <laughs> uh, because they got the little red lights, and I think they're uh, control transports, assault control transports. Yeah, well, you know, if you, if you you know if you get a hold of like a, a nice 1080 quality version of the Rogue One trailer, and you, you take a still frame and you you zoom in, you can see that these new walkers are indeed wearing flip flops because they're on the sand. So that's really the big difference. Is they went to Old Navy and they got a, a, they got a really big Rebel discount. So see, see I think I go. saw a different one because mine had Crocs on. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, I think that, that you must have been watching the international trailer then. Okay, because I mean, I I don't I don't put the empire to, to, to buy sandals from from old navy. They buy Crocs <laughs> because you know all terrain. But uh, either way, this is a really cool piece of concept art. You guys take a look at it. Um, I I think it's really cool. I think it kind of sums up what we're looking at. Two years of Star Wars coming up here. Uh, new Star Wars finally in uh-huh. a long time, and it makes me kind of look forward to the future. Uh, I I feel Disney's doing some good stuff here. Yeah, actually, now now that I'm kind of analyzing this a little bit, uh, you know, we have this very decisive line through the poster. So uh, at the top of the poster, it makes total sense. Now you see the Force Awakens, you see like the future, and then on the white, you see uh, you see Rogue One, you see all the older characters. So it makes me wonder if maybe this is kind of a, a hint of things to come that maybe Rogue One won't happen in space so much. Maybe it will be more terrain based. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
maybe they'll be really black and white not i don't know i don't i I get what you're saying but who knows what they could have thought when they made it that's really cool that you noticed that though that's awesome but yeah star wars celebration a lot of stuff coming out of it really excited to hear what comes out later this summer so we'll keep yeah man um i don't know this this may be uh just a couple seconds here so the first warcraft movie reviews are come out okay usually movies not out for a while yeah. Okay. So most of the time, I don't want to hear anything about movie reviews. And I guess if someone is worried enough about uh, Warcraft uh, reviews, maybe they could skip this section. But you can go ahead and tell me. I really don't care. <laughs> okay. So apparently, people do not like this movie. Um, hmm. <laughs> set well, and I only say this because it might set back the video game movies' <laughs> um, uh-huh. hopes for at least till Assassin's Creed. Because they readjusted the money this was going to make, um, and they pretty much dropped it in half based oh, on no. early reviews. So, Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually, they said they made this movie for maybe $150 million, or it was something really, like, maybe $250 million. It was really cheap compared to what I thought an almost all CGI movie would be. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, I mean, I've seen the trailers. It looks cool. It doesn't look cool, but it looks better every time I see a new trailer. Because I like seeing the people with, like, the magic, uh, doing magic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of, that they, they're starting to show more of that. I don't think I'm going to watch it in theaters uh, unless someone drags me there. Um, but <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I'm sad to hear that it's not doing so well and not doing so hot. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe video game movies just aren't meant to be. Well, I, I will, we'll just have to revert, reserve judgment until Assassin's Creed jobs for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know Mike's not going to lose any sleep over that news. That's that's a fact. Nope. (laughs) All right, then. So this is a bit of news you gave me this week. I I don't know anything about it. I want you to present it as you would because I know nothing. I don't want to mess it up here. Yeah, so sometimes I can be one that's contributing to our list of news here. But this is really, really cool um, that uh, it looks like they are working on a Full Metal Alchemist movie. Now, if you are not familiar with what Full Metal Alchemist is, it is an anime that I want to say it's, I want to say mid to early 2000s. I'm not 100% sure on the date range because I don't know when stuff comes out in Japan and when it, whenever it makes its way over to America when I get to see it after it's been uh, dubbed with English. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool TV show based around this idea of these, um, these two brothers that kind of live in this world based on this kind of magic, kind of science, um, alchemy. Uh, where everything's based around the law of equivalent exchange. So um, there'll be these really cool action scenes where a character will use alchemy on like let's say like a piece of metal and that piece of metal will like morph into like a spear or something so they're able to take you know the 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 materials from this item and craft something so it's really really cool it makes for some really cool visuals and stuff like that but uh there's this really crazy um setup at the beginning where uh they're trying to do the most taboo thing possible in this world where these two young brothers are trying to bring their mother back to life after they lose her at a very young age so uh, it ends up going very very wrong and the youngest brother ends up like dying but at the last minute the older brother kind of saves his soul and puts his soul into this giant suit of armor so it's it's really really cool it's really intricate um it's really really popular so it makes sense that it would be um made into a movie so i'm really looking forward to this i hope they do it justice because it's just such a cool interesting story and i love the concept around it and it's been kind of um, converted into two different stories. It gets really confusing, like a lot of animes do, uh, publishing-wise, where it, ha- it was a show, but then it went too fast, and it developed faster than the manga did. But then once the manga finished, they decided to make a new thing. It's really confusing, but either way, go check out Full Metal Alchemist in some capacity if you can, because I think it, I think it has a really good shot of being a really decent movie. Okay, well, uh, hopefully it comes out. It's a live-action movie, right? Not, a, not an Yes, live-action. Okay, Live-action. So, um, sure, that sounds interesting enough. Um, almost to me, and this is me, sounds a little too much like Avatar, The Last Airbender, <laughs> uh, making things out of stuff. But, uh, again, if Mike gives it his uh, approval, let's, uh, I'll check it out. So. Yeah. yeah, get on board. It'll, it'll be fun. We'll do that. All right. Well, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Let's go Disney. Let's go to Disneyland. All right. Uh-huh. We're going to Disney on the show. Um, Beauty and the Beast uh, live action update released a uh, 
teaser trailer, and this is the ultimate cock tease of a trailer. <laughs> uh, you see no beast. Uh, you barely see any beauty. Barely. Like, you see, like, her eye. And uh, you don't see any talking magical furniture. Uh, you essentially just take a tour through a castle. Um, I do house videos, like, in my real job, and I have more action in house photos <laughs> and videos I've done. So I just want to talk about this. Um, like, does this mean anything to you? I mean, I know you're kind of – you're down on live action films. Um, All right. So so this is this is a good, good time to bring up. I think I'm going to have to start changing my tune now with these live action Disney movies for two reasons. Reason number one is I keep hearing good things about the Jungle Book. I'm probably going to have to go see the Jungle Book at some <laughs> point in time. So, you know, I'll just concede. I will not concede with those weird Snow White films and the Huntsman stuff. Uh, I, I will still hold true to my opinions on that, and I don't think yeah. I need to see that. I don't, yeah, but, I don't think those are Disney, so you're, you're good. Yeah, but also um, one of my favorite um, uh, recording artists and singers, uh, I never know how to say her last name, I think Sarah Bareilles, Apparently, she's been cast to play Ariel in the Little Mermaid live-action movie, which I guess makes sense because they want someone who will be able to sing. So that kind of gets me excited. So, And I, um, Hermione Granger is supposed to be in Beauty and the Beast. She's supposed to be Belle, I guess. Um, so I don't know. This might be cool. I'd like to see maybe what a live-action CG beast looks like. Maybe, hopefully, he looks like really beastly, like kind of terrifying. That might be kind of cool. But... This was kind of a nice return to what a teaser trailer actually is. You know, this is what teaser trailers looked like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this is very much a teaser trailer. We don't know anything about what's going on. I saw the, the Jungle Book, Mike. I have to admit, I saw it. <laughs> not, not because I wanted to, but I, did. I didn't hate it. Um, uh, I was right. not offended. Um, <laughs> so it, I would I would have – had we been talking about it and about your least anticipated movies or lowest rated movies of the year, I'd be like, Mike – I'm sorry, but you're wrong on that one. Um, but that's okay. That's fine. This one, I need more. Um, I, I, teaser trailers piss me off to no extent sometimes. And this one was like, why did I watch this? Why did, why did you put this out? Like, is this is like, hey, we're making a movie. We want to let you know kind of deal. And none of the CGI is done yet. So... We've just been spoiled, man. We've been spoiled. Yeah. Usually the first time we get a trailer, we get a, we get a whole like minute and a half of goodies. But uh, good on you, Disney. I'm glad you're holding true to the word teaser. Yeah, that they, that they are. <laughs> and that brings us to our next uh, Disney thing, a full trailer for Finding Dory, the third full mm-hmm. trailer. Um, we watched this right before the show, and I heard Mike giggle, so... Yeah, there's some he, he doesn't hate it, so <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a light news week when we're when we're putting a, a, the third trailer for Finding Dory in our notes mm-hmm. to pa- to pad out that sixty minute runtime we shoot for. But you know, if we have the opportunity to talk about it, I'll talk about it. Um, the jokes look funny. Uh, the uh, obviously the animation and everything looks beautiful. You know, the underwater scenes when you don't see like a um, uh, like a fish with big old googly eyes, it looks like you're legitimately underwater. So it all, always looks great. Um, I, I'd be a little bit worried that. Maybe Maybe this the plot of this movie seems a little too similar to maybe what happened with Finding Nemo. You know, fish gets captured, got to go save the fish. You know, blah blah blah. But I, I think it could work out well. Um, it looks like that the fish are trapped in this um, kind of aquarium, and it looks like it's somewhat modeled around the Long Beach Aquarium uh, down just south of Los Angeles that I've been to before. So that might be kind of cool to see see like that modeled around there but yeah uh my, my wife is a very excited for this movie so we'll we'll be seeing this for sure i mean yeah. that first finding nemo movie was the shit so yeah i'm gonna see finding so, Dory. yeah I, I was really worried in the older trailers because it kept showing old characters coming back i'm like oh mm-hmm. there's rehashing jokes this one i didn't mm-hmm. see anything new or anything rehashed mm-hmm. uh, it felt really very new and, and something I, I told you beforehand is pixar has nailed voice actors like to a team mm-hmm. and the voice acting in this was fantastic uh, throughout the whole thing, I just had I had a great time listening to it uh, and mm-hmm. watching it, and like you, you point out how beautiful it is, I point out how great it sounds, and I, I think I just want to kind of applaud him for that. So go yeah. on, you it Pixar. D- yeah, it doesn't look like Cars two, so I think we might be safe. Yes, or Cars three, or any other cars that they want. <laughs> planes, they're making planes now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad is a movie coming out later this year, probably uh, maybe our next. Uh, comic book movie at this rate i don't know i have to check since apocalypse is out um other than turtles we'll watch turtles we've talked about this yeah uh the rumor for suicide squad is a pretty much planned spinoff film for every character in this movie is the rumor, <laughs> including what? including specifically harley quinn is getting one uh, uh, captain boomerang and the joker are the next two rumors 
yeah to so get it's films. it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to say anything based on this since we haven't seen suicide suicide squad yet but man do i not i could not sound any less excited for a captain boomerang movie are you kidding me <laughs> yeah so suicide squad works great because they're all together and then when you start taking them apart where i feel like dc is getting a little ahead of themselves here um, <laughs> yeah no kidding um i don't know where they i sure take the flash off and put in harley quinn or or maybe aquin i don't care where are they gonna put these movies at mike that's that's my other question they just yeah. don't work uh maybe suicide squad 2 would sounds great but not not solo films i'm sorry yeah yeah i mean films are a big deal making a film is a, is a lot of work employs a lot of people takes a lot of money it's easy to make like I can imagine a Captain Boomerang spinoff issue or a spinoff series, you know, where somebody just writes the craziest Captain Boomerang ever and people love it. But yeah, just because you can spin it off into a comic book uh, series doesn't mean you can spin it off into a movie. Right, and and again, uh, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy isn't looking to make Groot the movie or yeah. Rocket the movie, so why would you do this? Just just stop, DC. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Let it go. But yeah, but it is a rumor, so we'll yeah. we'll just have to see where that goes. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely play it by ear and let you guys know what we think of the movie later this summer. Mm-hmm. And that brings us back to Batman v Superman. Yes, we're mm-hmm. talking Batman v Superman. We can't get off of this movie no matter how hard we try. Well, honestly, it's the worst comic book movie of the year so far. The worst superhero movie of the year so far. It's true. It has been pretty horrible. (laughs) Um, One of the producers has been removed from all the upcoming DC films. (laughs) All right. There's essentially a tire fire going on caused by Batman v Superman. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Salvage this tire fire. Yeah, and and they're trying to pull at least four good tires off that are the same Uh size of this tire fire. Man, I'm just I'm getting tired of trying to be like politically correct around Batman Superman. There's still people out there trying to give it like it's like it's um give it its just due, you know, trying to be like, oh, it wasn't as bad as everyone says. They made I a movie. Like, Thumbs up. I, I didn't like the movie. I, it did not go over well. I'm not going to try to be like PC about a movie I didn't like. You know, yeah. there's obviously people out there liked it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. So we've had we've so- had four comic book movies as of this weekend <laughs> and th- all three of the other ones were better than it. So, <laughs> yeah. So I but as I'm saying, I I still hope they can salvage it because, mm-hmm. man, I really want a kick ass flash movie and I don't want to have to reboot this entire freaking comic book franchise for to come back around again so we can get a flash movie you know yeah i totally agree and, and, and something else they confirmed this weekend is the robin in the movie is finally they confirmed it as jason todd all right cool so good to know great uh, give me go. under the red hood ben affleck yep. i want under the red hood we should get under the red hood i think i think red hood would be a great salvageable movie that would they would they would do good they would do good mm-hmm. things using bits of batman v superman <laughs> make something good um, so we're going to jump in uh, real quick. I don't want to talk t- too long about this, but uh, this week there were some uh, controversial comic books coming out from DC and Marvel. Yes, comic books. And um, I do my best to read uh, events when they get collected into trades, and I read them all at once, the big things. So I'm totally not up on what is happening right now this very second. But you are, and that's why you are the pro that leads this show. So tell me what's going on with Marvel and DC. Okay, so DC launched something this week called Rebirth. They essentially, uh, the new 52 initiative is is gone. Um, mm-hmm. The Rebirth has restored DC to a previous form that we knew like way before Flashpoint and other stuff. Maybe you don't know about this, but the new 52 launched a bunch of uh, new versions of characters um, and got rid of the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rebirth is bringing those old ones back. And um, it launched this week, and uh, it actually ties in, spoiler alert, the Watchmen into the main DC universe. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Which was very interesting. No one saw that one coming. That was a big surprise. And it confirms that there are three different Jokers in the Batman universe. Oh, geez. That sounds so confusing. (laughs) Yeah, no one knows a lot. I mean, again, it was the first issue um, written by Jeff Johns. He he runs the Flash show uh, on the CW, and um, now he's the head of... DC films so um, I think he's got an idea I think he's trying to bring everything in together Um, but I mean you're going to see a bunch of new number ones in comic books I know this might be good for you Mike but bad for people like me Um, (laughs) because these new number ones like a whole new organizing system whole new artists whole new storylines you never know what's going to happen all the paperwork all the filing so much work (laughs) but but, again for people like you like all those other trades are going to start coming out like this story is completely done, and you can read it in one <laughs> sitting. 
uh, kind of deals. Uh, so like you know, Batman and Superman and Justice League and all those things are getting number ones and starting to ship out with new, new people. Um, uh, but again, I, again, the Watchmen thing was one of the biggest things, and they're bringing uh, Wally West, who was dead in the comic books, back to life. So. Um, a couple surprise characters in there. Watchmen's the biggest thing. I, I think that's that's huge. I mean, Watchmen was a great like miniseries, and it was an okay movie. And now they're bringing the characters back into the fold. So all right, all right, yeah, definitely <laughs> interesting. And then on the same note, Marvel Comics did something very very controversial this week and outed Captain America as a uh, double agent, as he said, "Hail Hydra" at the end of his uh, latest issue. Yeah, so what's going on there? Because it's hard for me to imagine a character that's been around for, like, decades and decades and decades, like, holding up a double agent status. So was there some sort of, like, mind control going on here or something? Okay, so um, just to kind of break it down a little bit, this is a new Captain America number one. Okay, this is a brand uh-huh. new series um, because Steve Rogers, in the comic books, lost his super soldier serum and essentially became old man Rogers. He aged and was very frail and weak. Like, had he just grown old as a normal person, that's what he would look like. Uh-huh. And that has been going on for probably two years, if not more, uh-huh. two and a half years. And he recently got his powers back through uh, this personification of a cosmic cube, or the Tesseract as we know them in the movies. Uh-huh. Um, they gave him his powers back. And this is the very first issue when he just got his powers back. And the plot twist at the end is that he is now, uh, or now or has always been a Hydra double agent. Now, this is a couple of things. Like, again, this is one of those things where he's reformed by the cosmic cube did the cosmic cube rewrite his past we don't know uh it's number one it's not like it's at the end of a a series and like this is where it ends and he's always gonna be a hydra now it's gonna probably take one of those storylines where it's like who is really on the right side and who's really not on the right side and Mm -hmm. kind of play those back and forth until the end and you figure out what really happened and who's who's on who's real side yeah or just like everything in in comic books just give it a good five or six issues and then they'll just circle it back around to the steve rogers that we all know and love yeah i mean he lost his powers nobody complained i mean he was dead in death of captain america for for a year uh but i mean again people blow things out of issue or out of proportion because it's the end of a number one. We got to read the storyline. We got to see the context. Like maybe he is being a triple agent, where he's a <laughs> double agent and double. Agent. I don't know. We don't know what's happening here. But I tell you, it's not going to be one of those things that sticks around because the status quo of comics always changes. And yeah. if it stayed the and, same forever, it'd be boring. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad to say that I'm glad that you're here to keep me updated because it'll be it'll be a while before I get around to the storyline. <laughs> Yeah, and also kind of similar to DC Comics Rebirth, Marvel's launching Marvel Now this fall. So back to number mm-hmm. ones for me, which sucks because that's not fun. But right now in comic books, there's nothing I really like buying. Nothing that stands out to me is I need to have it. So hopefully a mm-hmm. little sh- creative shuffling will get me back into something cool and something interesting that I can share with you guys later. Yeah, so, man. That'd be awesome. And now for my favorite segment of any superhero <laughs> slate is we're going to play which alien movie are we talking about? Oh man, um, what's going on? So uh, the first image from Alien Covenant has landed showing actress Catherine Watterson on what appears to be one of the spaceships in, hey, in the spaceship. movie. Yeah, this, uh, this gives me a very uh, original alien vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of in that similar kind of get up of just like the the tank top and everything. So, like I the short like hair, I've, the gray tank top, yeah. the dull like colors. I've complete like I've complained many times. I have no idea where this fits in any timeline anywhere. So, I don't know if this is pre-alien, post-alien or whatever. But um, I don't it's know. I, I'll tell it just you confu- it just confuses me. That's well, all it does, but Maybe, but if we're getting official photos here soon, it, uh, we, we'll be getting more coming off of this. We're getting official stuff coming out, so maybe a teaser later this year. I don't know. Yeah. So the only thing I kind of want to point out here is, and that's something you pointed, you said, is that it looks like the old Alien movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Prometheus didn't. It looked too new, too shiny, mm-hmm. and the original Alien was kind of a gritty, grungy '80s futuristic vibe. So uh-huh. this takes me back to that grungier 80s, like, dystopian future look with the, the dull blues and the, the orange hues. So Yeah. Uh, I agree. And she looks like Ripley. That girl looks like Ripley. Uh-huh. I don't think she is Ripley or related to her, but maybe that's just, like, the style they're shooting for. I don't know. Oh, well. So there's our first look at Alien Covenant, the sequel to Prometheus, but the prequel to Alien still. So <laughs> got it. 
Alright, James Bond. I am not a huge fan. However, Mike, I want to get your take on this. The new rumor is Jamie Bell from our beloved Fantastic Four franchise slash one mm-hmm. movie is to take <laughs> over for Daniel Craig. Um, I mean, he kind of... He looks like Daniel Craig. <laughs> he kind of looks like I don't really, I don't really understand where that fits in. I was kind of hoping for something kind of more unique. We've had so much James Bond over the years. Like, why do we got to just keep him like a white dude? Uh, like, I'm okay with them doing anything. Make make him a chick. Make him like a, a Latino guy. I don't care. You got to do something a little different with James Bond for me just because, like, you're basically just making a spy movie and over and over again. So, I mean, obviously James Bond isn't going anywhere. He's kind of like a cinema uh, uh, evergreen type of thing. So maybe just go off on a tangent for a couple years and make him different or make her different. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just need some – I just need a little refresher, you know? Well, the other rumor is – and tell me how you feel about this just real quick is Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston as as uh James Bond. Yeah, I I, I heard that rumor lightly uh through we may the have even, last week. I think we week. may even talked about it on the show. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, but Yeah, it's possible, but I think that just goes to show it it's kind of the same thing. It's just like even if I like the guy, it's still going to be like the same type of deal. Well, where, <laughs> you know. One of these guys looks good in a suit, Tom Hiddleston. He looks like mm-hmm. a suity James Bond. But Jamie Bell looks more like the scrappy Daniel Craig potato face James Bond. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. Maybe they haven't decided what they're going to do with it. Because they just Uh kind of... I don't know. The last one, you had to watch the other three movies to to know what was going on in this one. And they set up a new direction. And then, like, okay, we're recasting. Like, what happens to the rest of everything? Like, that's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Are they recasting Daniel Craig? Or are they just rebooting the James Bond universe? Which just kind of sounds weird. Because James Bond is... Technically, it was always rebooted every time they made a movie. So, I, I don't know. Either way, we, we're never too precious with James Bond. So We're not. We're not. And the last bit of news here, I guess, isn't news. It's more of an update for our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Preacher was released last week, the first episode. And the first, the second episode, I guess, is tonight while we've been recording. Mm-hmm. We, we did not watch the second episode yet. However, we're not going to talk about it. Oh, sorry. We're going to bring it up on our TV recap episode next week. Oh. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about all of these uh, superhero comic book stuff that have popped up over the last year of television. We'll talk about some stuff that will be coming up. It'll just be kind of a TV extravaganza week. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll condense the news into a nice portion of the show, and then the second half of the show we'll be talking all things TV. They're going to be spoilery, to be honest. We're going to talk about the ending and the finales of a lot of shows. Yeah. So catch up this week if you can um, and, and watch those. Maybe, uh, I mean, hopefully... And you're not listening to this on your your holiday day off, but if you are, watch those shows because yeah, get 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 caught up. Uh, specifically, I know we're going to be talking about Arrow, Flash, Shield. Probably Legends not going to be talking. Yeah, probably not going to be talking much about like Gotham or you know um, some of those more yeah. shows that you've never hear us bring up during our weekly news. But I, um, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm actually going to bring some news. Up. We may not watch them ourselves, but I will be bringing up some maybe some news and questions that came up with them. Yeah, because, bring it on. Because I mean, again, I want you guys if you if you watch these shows to tell send us your reviews or maybe questions you want answered or something we can bring up and maybe just you know like I don't know. Yeah, it would take a powerhouse of a podcasting team with nothing, with no day jobs to watch all of the TV shows that are out there. So we'll specifically dive into the stuff that we've been watching and then we'll we'll, we'll cover it. We'll give you a we're going to give you a nice list of it, a list of everything that's out. Yes. There. TV next week just for you guys. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, if people want to find where you're watching TV shows or what TV shows you are watching, Mike, where can they do that at? Well, normally all they have to do is come over and just I'm on the couch watching, but oh, virtually wow, that makes sense. <laughs> virtually they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at picklecomics.com. Mm. Chris, um, I was worried about you all day today. I thought that you would be out in the blazing sun and be getting a sunburn. You know, if people want to know if that sunburn matures and becomes something that well, we we might be worried about if we care about you, where can they follow you? Well, um, thankfully, uh, if you want to see me covered in SPF like 150. Uh, you can most <laughs> certainly find those pictures on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, I actually tweeted out my um, my X-Men Apocalypse attire because I know people wanted to know, what did I wear to X-Men movies? What did uh, he wear? I, it was Civil War related, I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there or you can go read uh, my reviews uh, for X-Men Apocalypse and Civil War and all those fun things at ComicUI.com. They're on Facebook and Twitter as well, so I, I handle a lot of those. Yeah, and... For our people who want to become super fans, Mike, where 
can they tell people to go find the Superhero Slate podcast? Well, as I always say every week, uh, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the places we uh, jack the show up into the internet. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us directly with your email and get us right in your inbox. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you're a fan of the show, mm-hmm. uh, maybe consider heading on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us pop up in some uh, fresh earlobes. Uh, and um, if you're a super fan of the show, uh, just share the show with a buddy. Share the show with a friend. Spread the love of Superhero Slate. And we'll be here every week as we always do. Even when it's a holiday, we find a way to make it work. <laughs> yes, even after we've both have been out um, doing other things that we're not normally known for doing, you can do so. <laughs> Inside... Inside cats all day. <laughs> inside cats all day. I'm going to go hang out with my inside cats here in a minute. But I just want to, you know, again, remind you guys, if you guys saw X-Men Apocalypse and want us to talk about it on uh, on next episode, write us a review, email it to us or whatever you want to do, and we'll we'll talk about it. So I, I like reading other people's reviews. If you guys can write about it, I want to read it. So Yeah, cool. Yeah, so stay tuned for that uh, spoiler cast, and we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Well, I, I'm sure I could get a sentence or two out of that.